You're listening to Tuka Talks, the show where fashion industry experts share real-world knowledge gained through hands-on experience. So I'm Mohammed Arkin, uh, and I'm 26. I'm currently working in Pakistan, I'm trying to establish a garment manufacturing facility uh, in Faisalabad. What do you feel your priorities are considering you grew up here, you got education somewhere outside of this country. Maybe you can just go over that a little bit. I grew up in Faisalabad, uh, which is a very industrial city uh, based in northeast of Pakistan. From there, I moved on to Lahore uh, for my high school. And then I went to uh, London. I did my undergrad in finance from London School of Economics. I came back in 2016 and have been working here ever since. And it definitely has been an interesting experience. When you go abroad to study at 16 and stay there till you're 20, I think those are the years where your entire personality, your perception of the world is formed. And my perception of the world was formed in London. So coming back, I definitely feel that I see a lot of things a little differently. A lot of times I find myself clashing with the norm, I must say. Uh, but I have continuously challenged that for the past three years. And uh, most of the times, it's proven to be uh, you know, a very interesting uh, journey uh, in the last three years. In your peer group, your yeah. friends, your cousins, your uh, colleagues. I know you have a team of very young people. What do they feel about what they are doing in business, in their personal lives? What difference, what is their differentiator? What do they want the world to know that who they are? What do they do as far as making a change? And what change do you want to make? Talking about people who I am working with, um, I made a very conscious decision to try and gather a younger team. Um, as we've been hearing throughout this conference today, that a lot of young people at every level of management, from uh, the, the, even the C-suit positions to factory workers, they're not very attracted to the uh, apparel manufacturing industry at this moment because this, the, the process has been so mechanized and uh, there hasn't been enough innovation or a lot of interesting things happening uh, that people were actually discouraged uh, to come into this industry. When I started gathering a team, one thing I found very interesting, and that is that when you tell them that we're going to do something differently, and we're going to make an impact, and we're all going to go, grow together, they, they come on board and they come on board with full force. And I see that every young person in this country looks for opportunity and looks for an opportunity where he or she can create an impact. Wonderful. And uh, that has been one of the best takeaways. And this is how I think all my team is motivated. Um, another thing that I've been able to successfully uh, do is create that collaborative culture where 
they also see that they are making a difference. I think when somebody sees that I'm helping move that needle, uh, that results in happiness uh, on a very personal level. And uh, talking about my age, uh, we have grown up in a way that we move fast. Right. Uh, everything around us moves fast. Uh, and these people want to move fast in their career trajectories as well, um, which wasn't being provided by the industry in a way that people who've been sitting there for such long times, they're oftentimes not very open to these suggestions of these kids uh, or young people who I'm sure don't have enough experience and there is no, no substitute for experience, but they have these fresh ideas and when you listen to them and you try to implement them. Some, some fail, some succeed. But when you see that together, we come together and we try to implement the ideas that we have come, come up with as a team, um, there is oftentimes a great result and uh, a lot of happiness, a lot of um, growth. And these people are even more driven after that because they are creating an impact where we started. So when you see a lot of people talk about millennials or Generation Z, and how many times somebody has asked you, what are your opinions? You know, this is actually the first time that I've been asked uh, that what my opinion is about my own generation. And uh, that's, that's, what it is. The people sitting at the top have these perceptions and they are so certain in their perceptions that they don't want to listen to what young people have to say. And this is the thing that I've been trying to change. I've been listening to younger people and I know that this is going to be the key factor in whatever impact I may be able to make or whatever growth I see in the future for me as a person and for my company. Maybe somebody didn't tell you that you are a young person and a younger one, but listening to you, you sound like a person who has had decades of experience. And my hat's off to you for that matter, because if, if, if you're not in it, then you need to get out of the game. You've got to feel it, you've got to sense it, and you've got to go with it. With trends changing so fast, with fashion changing so fast, with internet playing a major role, e-commerce playing roles, pricing is an issue, we were getting attacked from thousand different directions Old timers, old retailers, new retailers, old e-commerce, old big time manufacturers who want to make huge quantities. Where do you fit in? For the past couple of years, there, has, there was this book called Move Fast and Break Things. And this phrase became the phrase of the last decade. Move fast, break things. Do tech. Um, Silicon Valley, move fast, break things. And now when I joined the industry 
and I saw the impact of moving fast and breaking things. I wasn't interested. And now we have come up with this new thing that is move slow and make things. In this entire industry, as you said, that there are so many different categories. Um, there are so many big retailers, small retailers, specialty, specialty stores, um, independent designers, uh, made to measure. Now we also have the rental option. I see myself always and always being attracted to and aligning with somewhere where there's a story, somewhere there is a unique voice. And uh, just talking in very technical terms, these people who have a story, who have a clear voice, are mostly um, specialty stores, uh, smaller independent brands that are actually creating a collection from their heart, their conscience, and then trying to um, deliver it to the consumer. I respect creators within the parallel industry. I want to be that bridge where I bring their creations to life and help them deliver to the customer. And as we discussed, have, we have discussed a couple of times now, um, it's important for industry to provide a platform where they can co-create, manufacture, and deliver, meeting all these requirements of space and time. And that is a very, very difficult thing to achieve so far because a lot of uh, the industry um, isn't planned or in that way. And that is where I see my strength, that I'm new, we are modern, we are born sustainable, and uh, we are catering to this market, which I see is going to be the market of the future. There is not going to be another billion dollar brand um, and fashion um, is democratizing every day. Uh, and that is where we want to be as manufacturers in the future. Your family, your family is a textile business. Yes. And if I may say you're one of the top few companies in this country with licenses of major, major, major designers and brands in the United States and UK. Or why wouldn't you run with that business and take it to the next height and then pivoting now to something which is, I, I know the reasons, but I want to hear from you, into denim. I mean, of course, everybody talks about denim in this country. Why do we need another denim person in this country when you are already at the prime? Which, uh, which, which brands do you, do you have right now licenses for? We are basically working for a lot of licensees in the USA and the UK. Uh, in the past, we have worked with Ralph Lauren, Kate Spade, uh, Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein. Um, in the UK, we are working with all the VNA collection, which is heritage brands like William Morris, Sanderson, um, and uh, we are making uh, collections for John Lewis and all these major retailers, really, uh, who hold the licenses for uh, the home furnishing. For the home furnishings. Right. And that has been our key uh, area of growth for the past five to 10 years. This is what we have been doing, and definitely a very interesting market. When I joined the business, it's a family business. And 
first couple of years, it was all training on the floor. And really, I understood what textiles are. But then when I was at the point in time where I had to decide how I contribute to this family business, it was a numbers game. The home furnishing or the bedding only, if I talk about bedding, standard around transactional value stand around $7 billion. When you go into fashion, it's more than $500 billion. Uh, there is, uh, and jeans only, from the numbers I've heard, stand around somewhere around $90 billion as an industry. Now, when I see Pakistan, uh, we are, our total export in textile sector was around $13 billion, divided equally into home, knit, uh, knitted apparel, and woven apparel. And then that's the imbalance. This was one of the reasons. The second reason was that I found the fashion industry, studying, staying in London for four years and seeing so much happening around me, um, I was attracted to the industry because, uh, honestly, because maybe because we are in the tech service, I don't remember when I bought the last, um, sh last sheet set for my room, uh, but I definitely remember uh, when I bought the last pair of jeans or when I bought my last suit and uh, the, the number of brands I look into and uh, saw that what different voices they had. And I just wanted to be a part of that industry. Also, fashion is big. Fashion is global. You see the top companies of the world. I mean, LVMH and Zara stand by the side of Apple and Amazon and Google. So they're all together at the top. And then you realize that, okay, uh, uh, everyone in my generation wants to do tech because you see that how big it can be and how big of an impact you can create with tech. What's that other industry where you have the potential to be that big? And that is fashion, according to me. So that's why I moved. Now, when I moved into this industry, um, right, there was one option that, okay, uh, let's just keep on the licensing <coughs> business. Some of our some of the buyers that we work with also hold the same licenses for brand, uh, for garments as well. So I mean that would have been a very natural progression. I visited factories, I visited uh, stores, did a lot of shopping, met buyers from around the globe, working in different industries, and then I saw that where you know to me it's very important to do a business that disrupts. That has been my education, maybe, studying in a uh, very, uh, my college was very, you know, entrepreneurial, it's, it's London School of Economics. Uh, you all hear, you hear about uh, entrepreneurship, economics, banking, uh, consulting. And then you realize that whatever you do, you need to disrupt. I, when I started doing that, I saw that, okay, here is this woman, um, in LA, she has a great brand. Um, she is uh, creating this amazing clothing uh, and the brand is growing, has a lot of potential, but she's not able to find suppliers because wherever, because wherever she goes, the industry is not organized to cater to her vision for the brand at this moment in time. And she's having problems in sourcing smaller quantities because she's not bringing huge businesses uh, big factories are less likely to sit down at the table and collaborate with her. 
although she is willing to pay the price, I saw that, that is, there is something missing. There has to be a manufacturer that, whose entire focus is on co-creation and accommodating these young voices in fashion who want to create an impact, uh, who want to grow. And I am of a very, very firm belief that working together, if these people whose unique voices and unique visions I can so clearly see at their stores and in their collections, they will go. I'll go grow along with them. So I think that collaboration starts very, very early. And as I'm a young business, I am loving collaborating with other young businesses because young businesses grow old, young businesses grow big. And uh, I think that... Because it's an out-of-the-box approach. It's an out-of-the-box approach. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Always All right. Lovely. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tuka Talks. Visit tukatech.com slash tukatalks to join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you next time.